Oscars, 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 Oscars. We're back for our wrap-up show. Welcome to Hollywood Breaks. Hey, I have to say, I think Jimmy Kibble did a pretty good job of this this year. It was, it was, uh, he kept it lively, kept it fun. The show was going. I got to say, overall, I was pretty impressed with the way the show was um, played itself out. I would say, well, I mean, I, I agree with you. I'd say that's what happens when you hire a TV producer to produce a TV show, basically, instead of trying to hire a movie producer or a movie director to produce a TV show, right? Because ultimately, that's what the Academy Awards are, is a TV show, right? And it's, it's entertaining. But I think, you know, what the issue is, it's like it's set up with one expectation. And when you have a different expectation, it crashes. And to me, the, the setup, the tempo, even just like the simplicity of the show, because I thought it came out very simple. They did the award show, a couple of jokes, award show, not a whole lot of complexity. Um, and a mm-hmm. great music acts. I mean, just overall, like it yeah. felt like an entertaining, kept me going every at three acts of the show. So three hours, three hours plus or whatever. It was great. I thought they um, overall did the show. So I'll just say, I'm voting. We should do it again next year. Same. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but it's a worthwhile show. We should hold the Oscars next year? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a unanimous vote. Yeah. I thought it was fun. I thought it started off. I loved the, um, the opening um, monologue. I loved also the opening sequence that they played with all the movies, like kind of jazzed me up and it made me yeah. uh, super excited. And I personally loved that they had two fighter jets fly over the Oscars. I thought that was rad. Um, yeah. I thought Jimmy Kimmel did a really good job where he was in his monologue where he was, you know, abrasive enough to be funny, but not horribly offensive to anyone. And, um, and, and I thought it was, you know, it felt a little bit old school in that way, in a really good way. I thought it was elegant. I thought um, I, I could have had more music performances. I would have liked that. Um, I thought Lady Gaga mm. was insane, amazing. I'm so happy she came. Um, I don't know what changed your mind. But do you think it really did? Or was that just like set up for the show? I mean, do you think it's just well, like something to talk about so that they can fulfill it? So that like, because here would be my point. Rob and I were sort of texting back and forth about this. Just the way it was shot, it was almost like they had no idea where to put the camera because they didn't know she. It, I w- normally I would say you're absolutely right that this was sort of a setup. Like, oh, she's not coming. Oh, wait, she's coming. But the way that they shot her, they didn't know where the hell to put the camera. Like there were the awkward close-ups. So, so do you think they extended the show? Was there a slot yeah, there probably. that she took? No, I think they probably just, they figured she probably called the 11th hour or Paramount called her and said, you know, calm isn't coming. We really would love something of this movie to be represented during the show because it was one of the biggest movies of the year. Yeah. Would you reconsider coming and performing? And then she's probably like, yeah, sure. Okay, fine. I'll do it. Well, I'll tell you what. I think that's another reason why I think it was so raw. I don't think it was raw on purpose. I think it was raw because they weren't planning on her coming and there wasn't a stage production set up. However, it was genius and it played played better than any other performance there. It was so good. So um, I I thought that was great. And I'm happy. She's just like roll up piano onto stage. Someone plays a piano. I sing. We're good. That's I do this for a living. Just play well, music and I'll sing to it. I don't need anything else. I think she's very much like she doesn't. I mean, obviously, if we kind of really dived into Lady Gaga's career, there was that time when she was just 
outlandish. Like, remember when she wore that suit of meat? Yeah, MTV Incredible. movie to the MTV the greatest MTV entry music in entertainment <laughs> career you could possibly have was the was she was a co- wearing costume it was brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. It was almost like a Star Is Born was like, but right before that was like sort of a transition back to just being a raw artist. Because if you remember her performance with Bradley at the Oscars two years ago, it was very simple. It was just the two of them. She was on the piano, I think. And he was, they were just sitting there together, singing. And this was very similar, except yeah. this time she was not done up. I mean, she was done up when she showed up, but then she clearly went backstage and just took off all her makeup. Yeah. And just, she, I think she really wanted it to be a raw. Because it would have been weird if she was in her full costume in a setting yeah. that nobody rehearsed. It's almost like it let it just be um, what it was, right? Impulsive thing. Yeah. It was pretty, it was pretty fun. Here's the other thing that, I feel like the network leaned into Top Gun a little bit. Like it was funny to watch the promos for Good Morning America and Kelly and yeah. whatever, Kelly's with Ryan or whatever. They were all like ready for Top Gun. Top to Gun. And but then Tom didn't show up. And I was thinking, did Tom know that he wasn't gonna win the Oscar? So he's like, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm busy. I have to go shoot something now mm-hmm. in France. Because obviously he's the producer of his own movie. He could have he could have shown up to the Oscars. If he thought he was going to win. Uh, well, here's my, I, I, I don't know. Robin, I'd be curious what your take is on this, but here's my theory. I, I think, as I said in my newsletter this week, it, it's, it's a lot of ego. Um, Tom Cruise will show up if he knows he's going to get worshipped. But up leading up to it, there was a lot of, you know, at the DGA, I guess, um, there were some comments about Scientology. And... At the Oscars, Jimmy Kimmel made a was an, an easy, not a bad joke. It was kind of funny, but he just want he he'll show up. And I think if he's gonna, if it's just gonna be all like praise, like when he went to the PGAs and he gave that great speech about theatrical and movies in general, I'm sure it was all just like very choreographed in terms of you know what was going to be said before he got there. But the Oscars is sort of sometimes has to shoot from the hip because it it's on TV where it's PGA is behind closed doors. Yeah. And there's a host whose job it is to rib the guests and rib people that are there. And I just don't think he vibes for that. I, I think he wants it to be. So you're thinking he has like a script, he had script approval on the show. Hey, if I, if he I can't wanted, read the show, yeah. then I'm not going to show up or whatever. I, I would guess that that he wanted what to do you have think, Robin. You've been in the talent world. Do you, the town have that kind of control. Yeah. What, what, what's your what's your theory? I'm curious. Well, I mean, look, I I don't know. I I think <clears throat> you know, there's a lot of actors. I don't know that this is Tom or not, but there's a lot of actors or directors who also just don't um, put a lot of emphasis on these award shows in any way. They don't care as much as everybody else does. Like the PGA thing was specifically honoring him. Right. Yeah. Like he's getting an award, like he's getting uh, there's there's a lifetime achievement kind of thing that he's coming to talk to. And, that, and he absolutely should show up for that. Right. In this case, it's like, you know, do I cost the cast and crew of my movie that I'm currently shooting huge budget movie right now? Do I because if you push that off for a day or two, that's that could be millions of dollars wasted. And when, you know, whatever your plans are and how you're trying to shoot. Like it could just be a budgetary decision and also not putting Mm -hmm. out, you know, hundreds of people who are working on this movie. Is it worth it? Is it not? If I'm not going to win, I don't really know. 
like I don't know that he felt the momentum going in. Um, but also like he uh, had other people who were representing the movie that could be there to accept it as well. And also I wouldn't doubt that if he, if they were to win, if they, w if they didn't have him like on a line to zoom in to, to oh, actually yeah, sure. give a speech, right? Like, so yeah. I, I actually just think sometimes it's just as easy as business. Give them the benefit of the doubt and not make it about, Oh, I'm not going to go if I'm not going to win. I don't think that's what it was. <clears throat> Um, I don't um, think it's like that for a lot of people, you know, people I, have I, lives outside of the Oscars too. And, and I, I would, I think what this is, I would agree with that. If it was the globes or like the VMAs, this is the Oscars. <clears throat> it's like the night of Hollywood, like the ultimate, the pinnacle yeah, of like a night of Hollywood for three and a half hours. All you do is talk about movies. And it was a very big, I like Kimmel nailed it on the head. Like these two guys, Cameron and Cruz were the ones preaching about how important films are and movies in general are. And this is Hollywood, arguably Hollywood's biggest night, right? What I would say to that is they're arguing how important movies are, not how important Oscar ceremonies and awards shows are. There's a difference. And right. they do spot for the movies. But it was more about a celebration of movies now listen if both of them had shown Just up the promotion I could have seen of the movies for sure yeah i could yeah. i could have seen i could have seen the show become more about the theatrical experience and movies can you imagine if you did like a like one of those really great effing sizzles that were introduced by Cruz and cameron on stage together yeah no that's a, you had a you had spielberg harrison ford can you imagine having tom Cruise, james cameron i mean they're those, the yeah. show could have been a loaded moment of something, yes, right? Some kind exactly. of exactly. That's yeah. what I mean. Yeah, and yeah. obviously, I mean, the numbers went up. They had about eighteen million, which is that. I mean, it's a lot less than the forty-six one Titanic one, but I don't think we're ever going to get back to that. But I'm but thanks to Top Gun Maverick, though, I swear yes, it was like it exactly. Had, yeah, curb appeal. Enter Entertainment strategy guy had a great piece about this. You know, tooting, rightfully tooting his horn, saying, "Listen, if you nominate new movies that people actually see." They might actually watch the award show. Yeah. So, I mean, and we, we see sort of a case of point in that. All right. So then uh, overall favorite moment. What's the what's the one where like yeah. Kiwai Kwan. Kiwai yeah. Kwan's speech yeah. was I was in tears the whole time. It was so good and it was emotional and from the heart. And it was the stuff that, you know, we I think Americans get so jaded and it, like, especially these days, there's a lot of people so quick to jump on all the horrible things about America, but I loved his speech in that he, you know, I came here on a boat and spent a year in a refugee camp. And now I'm on the biggest stage in the world, winning an Oscar. This is the American dream. Oh, just and give that, me chills. Totally. Right. Yeah. It was, it was so special. And it was like, also like for all of us Americans, we need to shut up and not take so much for granted and just be so grateful. Like, I just thought it was such a wonderful thing. And then when he hugged Harrison Ford at the so end, Ford. Um, oh, it was, I mean, come was on. It was <laughs> yeah. perfect moment. Perfect. There yeah. was a, there was a, there was a meme going around of his shot uh, of from Indiana Jones and Temple Doom when short round and Indy are hugging. And then transposed with Kiwai Kwan and Harrison Ford hugging on stage. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it was, was also uh, great when and when he thanked great. Chunk in his speech, which was awesome. Yes. My Goonie for life. That was that was amazing. That as an 80s kid, that was a great moment.
Yeah, such a better pedestal than the preaching at us about Ukraine or something like that, could, which is you know just something that's contemporary and on everyone's mind. Instead of saying like, no, this is who I am. This is what's important. I'm trying to remember who yeah. the other person was talking about. Um, the, um, I think it was, uh, shoot, uh, Mothers Everywhere. This is for Mothers Everywhere. Was that uh, Best Actress? Michelle Michelle. Uh, Yao? Michelle Yao. Yeah, I think she thanks her mother. Yeah. Yeah. And mothers everywhere, was. right? It's this idea right. of, hey, the role I played was a mother who was going through something. And this is the a reference to mothers everywhere. Such a better pedestal, just such a yes. greater way of using the momentum, what they're recognized for, the importance of the role, towards of the person. Um, yeah. Yeah. Relatability. Uh, and it, it, I think that the, this show in general, not just even those speeches, but that was one of the things that I think was a really good moment for the Oscars, too, was that it was less politically charged and mm -hmm. uh, and it was more emotionally charged, which is always yeah. a win. Right. Like, Because that's where that's what everyone's going to relate to. Um, and, and that's what is going to get people coming back and wanting to root for you more. Yeah. Excellent. All right. So uh, the greatest moment. That was great. How about um, biggest surprise? Hmm. Uh, was there one? I think I, I, mine was Jamie Lee Curtis. I was kind of rooting for her, but I didn't really know if she was going to get or not. And I think that was a very sweet moment too. Just something of a person her whole life. When she thanked her parents, that was that was really special. I thought and that it, was can really you, I mean, obviously, I, I actually would love to fantasize besides imagining what, what kind of life she's had. But like the thought process of being entrenched in an industry, knowing exactly all the people, what the importance of the mm -hmm. moment, these relevant things, and then to be able to live out your own career and have a mm -hmm. climax like that after like a Halloween, you know, like sometimes you have to be guessing, am I in the right world doing the right thing? Starting in a, in a, in a genre picture like Halloween and that, well, I mean, she, and she thanked all her fans for all the people that have worked on all those genre films that she's been in over the years yeah and i mean she she's 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 a legend she really is she's been around forever and she's been working forever she's born into the industry and it's phenomenal what she's been able to achieve over the course of the last 40 plus years well, that's what it's it's recognize her as a as a legend is what this yeah. moment made her the legend we can recognize because right. otherwise we wouldn't be talking about her we would have you know, I've been waiting for that moment. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that that award, like, I think I said it last week too, where it was going to go, it was a toss up between her and Angela yeah. Bassett, I thought. And um, so it, I it wasn't surprised if either one of them was going to take it just because I feel like so everyone you talked to just had, was either super opinionated about Jamie Lee or super opinionated about Angela. So it was like, it was those two for sure. Um, but yeah, her speech was, uh, quirky as you love Jamie Lee Curtis to be in the perfect kind of way. And, um, and she's like so grounded, you know, for a movie star and for the legend that she is. Like, I feel like everybody just kind of can relate to her. And, and yeah, when she yep. thanked or when she, you know, looked up and said that both of her Thanks parents were nominated and, and now yep. she's here and I just won an Oscar. It was, it was beautiful. It was a really so nice moment. Yes. So amazing. Yeah, yeah but I don't I, think I there were it. any any surprises. Uh, honestly, I don't. I mean, it no, I kind of, kind of, I kind of liked the show right, because we, I'll even say like, so best visual effects Avatar totally makes sense to me. I think that you know, All Quiet on the Western Front recognized somewhere. So best international feature film, it's actually appropriate and fitting because I thought again, like they made a good film. 
Yeah. Rob, and I actually took away what you said last week, which was really interesting because I think you're right. It's like, oh, AI kind of did make it right. It was a little platformy, Netflix platformy. But the way, and by the way, I think they will also lend best cinematographer, right? Or c- cinematography. So that is the experience I had with that film. It's just a, a film, a beautiful film with mm-hmm. all the pieces that you need to. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, um, and then I want to say, oh, I, I think best director might have been the one that we were probably guessing who would uh, walk away with best director. Yeah, I was a little disappointed uh, just because I really yeah. wanted Steven to win that. And um, But I wasn't surprised that the Daniels took it, just especially with the way that the night was going at that point. Yeah, like, the way the night was shifting. That- I, I would say the one, actually, the one surprise I would say was best song. That was, I, I thought Rihanna had that locked up, especially by the way the crowd reacted to the room and just from reading Twitter and how everyone was like, oh my God, it was amazing. And then, you know, the people that are actually in the room, like, oh, you should have heard it in the room. It was even better. So I thought for sure that she was, she had it basically locked up. And then RRR comes out of, I felt I was, that one was a surprise for me. Honestly. Yeah. I didn't expect them to win that, but um, their speech was, the speech was phenomenal. His acceptance speech was great, but um, yeah. what are you saying? But, uh, <laughs> so brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. He sang and then he said he was, insp- he would l- grew up listening to the Carpenters. Is that what he said? Yeah. I the think? Carpenters. He sang, uh, yeah. he sang his acceptance speech to a Carpenter song. Uh, yeah. I mean, that was great. Those are the kind of moments that make the, the war show memorable is moments like that. And moments like, you know, Kiwon Kwan hugging Harrison Ford, thanking, you know, Chunk and Jamie Lee Curtis and thanking her parents. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, things like that are what make those shows memorable versus getting up and saying, you know, getting political and all that kind of stuff and just being happy in the moment and being appreciative of this this great moment you get to share in your life and, you know, yeah. and just enjoying it for what it is. And being grat- having the attitude of gratitude to yeah. be a little corny. But I, I mean, that makes all the difference. I, I Now that I'm sitting here thinking about it, I did have a surprise in the show, and which was um, the the Little Mermaid promo um, in show, right? <laughs> oh, which I yes. was like, in show. In <laughs> um, show. Which I thought, you know, this is kind of one of the perks of, you know, ABC being a Disney company. They, you know, this is it, this is the synergy at its best, like where that would cost a fortune for any other studio to be able to do an in-show promotion like that. They're able to do that because they're under the same umbrella. So, um, and that's also why, I mean, look, I love the Disney reel, the hundred years reel, but that was released months ago. Um, so I, when I saw it again on the show, I went, Oh, what a great opportunity to show it again, but it's kind of old. And then I realized when they did the little mermaid, uh, promo that that was what they were leading into and they're celebrating it. And then you start to see the Netflix reel. And then you saw the, the Warner Brothers reel um, outside of the show, <laughs> you know, but well, Warner Brothers, I think was in show too. Um, Warner Brothers was in show. Yeah. 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 Warner Brothers was in show too, but Netflix had one and Paramount and Showtime, Paramount Plus and Showtime, you know, had one outside of the show. So everyone was kind of doing stuff. I do. I, I like seeing that because I like seeing the celebration of movies and there's a good, what better opportunity to promote it than on a show that, like you said, celebrates movies. Mm-hmm. Right. But it yeah. did feel, um, inorganic and you know I mean, what's funny is I don't, I don't know if you guys remember the snow white incident with rob Lowe. oh yes yes it kind of was a throwback to like when you bring in a disney character into show you're like it's there's a little bit of a recall but i think that's long enough this is it 30 years ago now so no, no. i thought of that that's funny i i thought about that too tim i, I remembered that but the yeah. if 
yeah, to remind people, uh, they they decided to use Snow White as a character inside the Oscars without getting permission from Disney to do so. So there was a little bit of an issue of having Snow White dating Rob Lowe in the show without Disney's issue. Right. And apparently yeah. those directors and producers never were allowed back into the Academy again. It was like yeah, the was end it. of a lot of people's careers. I think even Rob Lowe's <laughs> career on stage of at the Oscars. <laughs> okay. might have been well, yeah. I, I mean, here, here's what I would say. I would, I a hundred percent agree with Robin. I think, you know, it, sh- it, it's a celebration of movies. So why not promote the movies now from what I read, <laughs> Disney was ABC. Disney was charging seven to $10 million to run a promo like that. And obviously ABC will pay Disney, but it's, it's like they're paying themselves. So it's really a wash or Disney pays ABC. But yeah, but at the same time, it was very organic it, I, and they didn't play it in the, in the theater. So the, you know, they had Melissa McCarthy and um, young lady whose name escapes me comes out to introduce it. And then it just cut the black Probably and really. it went to the commercial and it just, Think how much better it would have been if they had cut back and everyone started applauding. Like you pull back and you see it wrapping on the screen, on the big screen on the stage, and then everyone starts applauding. Yeah. I have a feeling it's a, I have a feeling there's like an academy, you can't pierce that veil. And it played like it was in show, but I'm sure there was a criteria of of what the show is and what isn't that they, the lawyers are resting on that line. Because you can't pierce that veil. Maybe. Maybe, well, so I'm maybe, with you guys. Maybe. I think that original song, but what's fun about original song um, RRR is being recognized. Kevin Getz said it was one of his top films of the year. Favorite so movies, yeah. I, to me, overall, the entire show played out in recognizing everyone's hard work, including Top Gun, did get best sound, which also mm-hmm. makes sense. Totally fits into, yep. the, into that realm. Right. Yep. Um, Black Panther did get recognized for a best costume design. Absolutely makes sense. There, there's so many things that they could have been recognized for, but can we also celebrate that um, she, the, the uh, costume designer is also, she's been nominated four times for an Oscar and she's won two, which makes her the most uh, decorated black woman uh, in any category for winning an Oscar, which is mm-hmm. phenomenal. Absolutely. Both yep. of them, both of her wins for, were for Black Panther also. That's awesome. And then yeah. Guillermo de Toro's Pinocchio, again, very obvious win, very um, favored going into it, but well, well-deserved. Incredible film, mm-hmm. his vision, putting his vision in, in stop motion, which he's has such a gorgeous palette and a clear understanding of how to tell a story in that way. So I uh, <laughs> loved it, loved it. That was one thing I loved. I loved they did in the animation. If I, uh, when they, I think it was when they were presenting the nominees, or there might've been, it might've been in the sizzle. Where they showed, they did like a, a, a stop. Uh, what is it called? Motion capture on a slow mo, like showing how they get the characters to move and all the people that are involved to get the characters to move a certain way. And I was like, yeah. "Wow, that, that's cool. That just shows how involved it is." And for Gambo to get up and say, "Don't forget an animation. An animation is just as important as as yeah. an art form as like a live action film." And, uh, you know, that's, that's always great. Anytime an artist like he, him, because he's done a lot of movies that sort of, he's just so, the way he builds his world is just so impressive and he's a master at it. Yeah. And it's like to, to give him the tools that you get in animation. I mean, I mean, it, it, it's great to have someone like him standing up and saying, you know, don't forget animation and look at, look at what we were able to achieve here. So let's not just completely forget about it and go, you know, go back yeah, to our exactly. usual live action. What do you say, Robin? 
No, I was just going to say the stop motion movies are always such a, an interesting, um, they're interesting to me because it costs so much money to make these films. So much work goes into it, like exorbitant amounts of work and exorbitant amounts of money. So the return on box office isn't always there because a lot of audiences don't receive those movies as well. Stop motion tends to skew to a very small audience. So I think having Netflix be the partner was actually a fantastic partner because they're going to come in and pay up front. It's streaming. Mm -hmm. It takes all the weight off of the box office. But, it, it, you know, for the future, just in general, this is separate from Oscars because they always are going to get recognized and they should for all the reasons that we've discussed. Um, but from a box office standpoint, if I were in stop motion, if I were the Leicas of the world, if I were a lot of these other uh, companies or, you know, if anyone else wants to go do, if Guillermo wants to make another stop motion movie or whoever wants to make one, um, streaming might be where it's at, you know, in terms of of being able to get it made and then being able to put it out without having um, all the pressure at the box office, you know, that it takes. So anyways, that's, I digress. That was just kind of an well, off I think topic. There, my kids actually saw this, um, went to the Met and they have the artwork or the characters at the Met as a, as an art piece. <laughs> um, and it's very much that it's like a hands-on actually hand-built clearly something that is a, a, a losing art to a digital world, but to have someone mm. taking that effort put in, it was absolutely beautiful. I think John yeah. Williams not really winning is probably one. It kind of just felt like it's John Williams. That's it. I know. He's yeah. I mean, how cool would it have been to watch 90 year old John Williams get up and accept an Oscar? I yeah, mean, that would have been awesome. <laughs> and I think it was all quiet, all quiet on the Western front. I think got it instead, which again, yes, the package was good. I'm not going to say it's not, but it was good. It was very Trent Reznor like, right? You know, that kind of yeah. haunting. Um, but yeah, I wanted John Williams to win too. Yeah, interesting. But, Makes you wonder how the votes stacked up when it comes to that. Like, because when votes are split, sometimes the person you would imagine winning doesn't quite get there. And and if everything everywhere all at once, or as Keith likes to call it, E-I-E-I-O. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's, not, well, that's not what I like to call it. That's what it's called. That's what people I call think it's it. called I'm something else. E-E-A-A-O, whatever. No, it's know. E-E-A-A-O. That's how oh, they yeah. refer to it now. Oh, McDonald's. Like because it's more or less because people don't want to have to type it out every time they talk about yeah, exactly. the movie. <laughs> I just call it everything everywhere and everyone everything knows everywhere. That's what I think. Yeah. Everything everywhere. Yeah. And I'll also say like, couldn't somebody have coached Brendan Fraser on how to speak? I mean, come on, <laughs> you're about ready to win an Oscar. You, you just spend two weeks practicing speaking. Well, he's always been a weird dude, man. I mean, I'm not I know, surprised but you're going to gave the weirdest this is, speech to the night. <laughs> this is a clip that could last forever. You know what? I like it because it's authentic to who he is. I like I like that they're not coached. That is Oscars, true. I don't think they should be. I think they should be able to get out there and that's the moment where you know, they're getting an award and they can jump There's on the couch if they want to. <laughs> they can do whatever <laughs> they want. <laughs> There's also some theory that you don't want to jinx it by practicing it. That's yeah. another theory. And I could see actors being that type that are very much like, no, no, I don't want to do it because I don't want to jinx it. I don't want to put that juju out there yeah. that I'm, I'm, I'm assuming I'm going to win, especially in Best Actor where it was, you know, it there was no definitive winner. Like it was pretty much yeah no, open i get field. it i'm just thinking if i'm his manager right i love what he said by the way and it's not what he said that people think very appropriate it was very sweet i'm with you uh, robin very genuine 
It's just that you're about to, when you win the Oscar, you're also actually pitching your next movie too. You win best mm. actor. You're going to, you have a possible streak of films you can stack afterwards. You kind of got to be ready for like, is this person stable? And when you come across <laughs> a little bit unstable, you're like, good job. Oh, good come luck on, with your Tim. career I and mean, you move on, right? Really? How come many on. people actually, uh, 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 no, nobody ever thinks like, oh, I'm going to work this actor because they're really stable. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not, I, come I, on. I, I, <laughs> There's an opportunity, let's say. I think Brendan <laughs> Fraser is going to be just fine. And I think America loves him and America can't wait to see him again in something. So it almost doesn't matter what he says. Like, and, uh, yeah. you know, I don't think it'll be, you know, one of my favorites, you guys are reminding me, you mentioned like um, speeches that are actually rehearsed. And one of my favorite ones was, was the Globe. Yeah, it was the Globes when Steve Carell won. This was years ago. Oh, and he got up and he read his wife's speech who wrote for it. Wrote his, yes, I remember that. Yeah, he had his wife. He was like, oh, well, I didn't write a speech, but in case I won, my wife wrote one for me. <clears throat> and he like pulls it out. He's like, so I'm just going to read what she wrote. I want to thank my wife for being the most beautiful woman in the room. <laughs> I want to thank her for like bearing it's my so children perfect. and going through hours of pain. And like, it was just so funny and it was so great. It was, anyways. Yes, I that was, that, that was, was a genuine great. moment. Yeah, th those are good moments like that. Yes. Well, it's definitely like Cuba Gooding Jr. year where like the best supporting actor upstages all the other actor careers. And uh, what's yeah. his name? Uh, the one arm push up guy. Best supporting actor. Oh, Jack Palance. Jack Palance. Yeah, for yeah. City Slickers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's one of those <laughs> nights where you knew Kiwa Kwan was going to basically kill the show from the very beginning, warmed us all up, had the perfect speech at the very beginning. And what are we going to do from that point on? Just live the momentum forward. So. Um, yeah, show like that way. The whole show. The I think it's time for a great beginning, and then it drug on for in the middle, and then yeah. you know the end. It felt a little long, but uh, you know it was still it was still a good show, and there were no big incidents. None. When are they going to make the Goonies sequel? That's what I want to know. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Come on. I mean, there's <laughs> momentum. I mean, can you imagine that movie would be awesome? Get all of them together again. I think they're all still well. Um, the mother. The, who played the villain is is gone unfortunately listen to keith he's like reminiscing keith it was the 80s it's a long time ago people don't <sighs> really care it was a great anymore. movie tim come on it was like there's a lot of and 80s the music movies i would great. never show my kids oh. today that i thought were great movies in the 80s Goonies never say die tim yes thank you robin thank you very much right it'll be a doubleheader Goonies with never Ted's say die excellent <laughs> funeral well, no. whatever. that was not cream that was not screaming for a sequel come on all right it was not. It was not. well i appreciate you guys i think you overall did pretty good score wise i added up all the score and robin you totally won i'm just gonna say <laughs> well i'm sure she bet on it too so i'm sure she's got some cash this week. i did not bet on the oscars just march madness <laughs> I'll say if you're watching this episode and you didn't watch the episode before, Robin did an excellent job of really actually explaining why people should win each of the episodes things. And you act many times when watching it, I kept thinking, Oh yeah, Robin totally said this is why that person should win or not win. Or yeah. you actually never said why someone shouldn't win. You kind of just explained why each person nominated had the opportunity of winning. Um, it was really, really great. So going into it, I was prepared and ready to root for anybody and it was a great show for me because of it. Yeah. Oh, thanks wow. for that. No, it was fun. I it praise. Was, 
Yeah, I know. I'm out of note to say. No, yeah, it was yeah. really nice. Um, this is me just pitching you. Could you replace Keith on a weekly? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm tired of talking to this guy. You're much more entertaining. <laughs> no, it was really, it was really great. It was, it was really great. I think it was, you know, I think everyone felt the momentum of everything everywhere all at once. But I think the point that I was trying to make is that doesn't always matter. And in, if history tells us anything, especially at the Oscars, it doesn't always matter in terms of who wins. Right. And who doesn't and how the academy thinks in this year but this year it did right like they still had the momentum and they still took everything everywhere yeah. all Absolutely. everywhere all at once <laughs> <laughs> well you guys are wonderful thanks for robin yes, for are. being part of these last two episodes and we'll find another good reason to have you back on a regular basis so that we can learn more okay. about the deep thoughts of, of maybe we should do uh like um right during the elite age you can tell us what the good bets are before the final four yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Since she clearly knows all the lines and the spreads and whatnot. So <laughs> Robin the Greek. That's what we're going to call you now. Robin the Greek. <laughs> and on Fair that enough. note. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, thank you, Robin. Mm. Thank you, Keith. We'll see you guys soon. Always a pleasure. Thank see you, you soon. for having me. Of course. Bye.